today on the DML News Podcast. Donald Trump dominates in the Michigan primary, but so too does Joe Biden, and it's a pretty interesting story. We've got that and so much more today. So many things I'm not going to list them here in the front. I wouldn't have enough time. So get ready. We've got a lot, and it's all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word, and he will never let you down. He will always fight for America. The only one who really puts his money where his mouth is is Dennis Michael Lynch. Hello, I'm Dennis Michael Lynch, and I thank you for joining me today. Two things to get into real quick here before we get on with the program. If you listen to this program on Apple Podcasts, if that's how you get your notifications and that's how you listen, please listen now. We will no longer be on Apple Podcasts starting this coming Monday. I repeat, we will not be on Apple Podcasts this coming Monday. We have decided to pull our program from Apple Podcasts. It's real simple. If you enjoy this program, if you listen to it only, if you're just a listener, real simple. Download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or from the Apple App Store. It is completely for free. You have to put the notifications on, which is also by default. You're all set. Every time we have a podcast, bingo. You'll get, notif- you'll get notified. If you want to make sure that those notifications are on, you just go to tab five on the DML News app where it says interact. It says notifications at the bottom. You could say silent or keep them active. And if you keep them active, you'll know every single day in the same way that Apple alerts you only five, six, seven hours later, one day later, four days later, we will alert you when the podcast is actually up on your phone, won't cost you a dime, and you're all set to go. If you want to start watching this program, then you same thing. Download the app, go to tab five, look for Team DML Memberships, and it will be right there for you. Real simple, but we are no longer going to be on Apple starting Monday. In fact, today we start dismantling all of the episodes that have been up there. Number two, we have an excellent BOGO right now on one product and one product only, and I use it every single morning on my feet We have the DML CBD Hand and Foot Cream. That's the DML CBD Hand and Foot Cream. You could go to dmlcbd.com slash BOGO, B-O-G-O, and you could go get your buy one, get one free on this excellent, excellent product. And uh, I would get more into it for you at the end of the show on how I use it, but it is for today and tomorrow, and then that's it. It's over. All right, so getting into the primary, the final numbers, I don't know if they've tallied them all up, Dennis, but Donald Trump pretty much won on a ratio of about 75%. Is that what you're seeing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a Fox report that says 60, 66% of the vote, while Nikki Haley only had 28%. Hmm, okay. Um. Sounds good. Either uh, Yeah, and, my, and the one I'm looking at right now, let me see. The one I'm looking at right now says poll 68, 68% yes for Trump, yep. the rest for Haley, obviously. Uh, that's no surprise. I guess the bigger surprise is that Nikki Haley is still hanging on. Yeah, so I actually wrote in my morning briefing that uh, in total since – Last night, Michigan, South Carolina, New Hampshire, and Iowa, uh, Nikki Haley has wasted over $76 million in advertising and efforts just to attack Trump alone. 
And obviously, that is a complete waste of $76 million because it has done nothing to even slightly move the needle. I mean, like, this isn't even a uh, dead head-to-head race. It's not like Trump came away with 55 and her 45. I mean, he is, by all means, usually a 30-plus point lead over Nikki Haley in, in, in these primaries so far. Well, maybe... She'll drop out after Super Tuesday when she gets a complete trouncing, when she's not even freaking, I mean, on the map. I mean, I don't know why she's got to keep on doing it. All she does is just keep on hurting Trump, hurting the party that she's supposed to be representing, which obviously, you know, uh, she doesn't represent most of the people. But I, I don't know if it's her ego. I don't know if she really is planning on on seeing that Trump's going to fall into the deep, dark abyss. I don't know what she's thinking, but ultimately the voters don't want her. If they did, they would be closer contest. She got her ass kicked in her own state. Now, maybe a little bit more interesting than why Haley is staying on is the fact that Joe Biden uh, pulled out a victory by 80 percent. And you say, who's the other 20 percent? And the other 20 percent is basically a bunch of ghosts, basically uncommitted. So people actually went out of their way to vote in the primary to say, not voting for Joe Biden. I'm just going to vote for whoever else you stick here into this slot eventually. I mean, that tells you right there that Joe Biden has no popularity in his own. I mean, he should have won 98 percent. If Trump was running, let me say it this way. If Trump was running uncontested, I bet you he would have been 88 to 98 percent. Yes. And uh, Ryan and I actually discussed this a little bit yesterday. Um, Different pollings. Uh, there was one at CPAC, and then there was a, uh, one conducted for uh, Democrat voters. Uh, just keep indicating that, especially Democrat voters, they want someone different than Biden to run. And you know, we've talked before how it seems like a, a big push is Michelle Obama, followed by Newsom. Um, but I think it just continues to portray the fact that his administration is just an absolute failure. Because even in those straw polls, Kamala Harris, who in a typical line of secession should be the next leader in case anything happens to Biden, and she falls into third or fourth place in some of those speculation polls. So it's clearly not a strong ticket. I continue to question what Democrats are, are honestly going to do. Well, I mean, for what it's worth, Michigan came out on Tuesday, uh, and Donald Trump had close to 800,000 votes. Joe Biden had in the 600,000s. So if you just went on there, if you threw out the, the votes that Haley stole from Trump, and you would think that we would get those back if she dropped out, Trump is going to dominate Michigan. How can he not? Look what Joe Biden has done to our country. All you have to do is look at the migrant situation, which we have no choice but to talk about every single day because it is the number one problem in this country. Uh, it is just destroying everything and everywhere. Fox News sent one of their people out into the street to ask the migrants in New York who they would prefer. And no surprise, they say Biden. Ryan, Ryan why don't you play that video? ¿Quién es mejor para el inmigrante ilegal? Uh, Donald Trump? Or Joe Biden? Joe Biden. Joe Biden. And what is mejor, Trump or Joe Biden? John Biden, de igual manera. Joe Biden. Trump or Joe Biden? Eh, John Biden. Joe, Trump or Joe Biden? John Biden. Joe Biden. Trump or Joe Biden? Es el Joe Biden. Joe Biden. We're asking for Joe Biden to help us, to help us accomplish our dreams here, and so we can get ahead. All right, Denny, so we got 
we got the all important illegal aliens, all important because Joe Biden's letting them come in. He's letting them come in and steal jobs. He's letting them come in and get free hotels. He's letting them come in and steal uh, what I believe to be services that should be going to veterans and to children and to the homeless folks here in this country. He's taking he's giving it over to them and saying, hey, you're selling fentanyl. Don't worry about it. You could drug our kids. He is allowing these people to come in and rape and and steal. I mean, you've talked about the new gangs that are forming up that that are now going in and, and stealing things. And of course, they're allowed to come in and kill. Well, it's getting even worse besides just the stealing. I mean, uh, my my morning briefing today, because I had that included, uh, that Fox News report, and it's just showing that the migrants are all in for Joe Biden. So who knows how long until they actually vote. But even with these uh, illegal immigrant gangs, I mean, here's a great example, right? Or terrible example, I should say. An illegal alien from Central America was arrested this week in connection with the murder of a two-year-old in Maryland. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and basically the report shows that it was a gang shootout and in the cross at a park of all places. And in the crosshairs was a two year old child in a stroller. Both the child and the mom got hit. The mom is recovering, but the child's gone. Two years old, an American citizen. And, you know, why? Because uh, the people who shouldn't be here are, are now in, in gang war disputes. It's crazy. Uh, listen, there's another one, too. I don't I have it on my list here, but there's another one of a guy who uh, uh, just raped a 14 year old, you know. Uh, Bill Malugin from Fox News, we talk about him all the time. He just put this out. Uh, Senator Lafona Butler, she's a Democrat out of California, is asking the Biden administration for more FEMA taxpayer money to provide more shelter beds in San Diego after the county migrant shelter there ran out of funding. She says 800 to 1,000 migrants per day will be mass released there without intervention. A reminder. California is a sanctuary state and could provide state funding to assist San Diego, but Senator Butler is asking for federal money through FEMA's Shelter and Services Program, which is handed out to NGOs, which is non-government organizations, via grants. So she's cutting the line, giving federal funds, uh, looking for federal funds to help the state of California, who's doing nothing to uh, mitigate this thing. Elon Musk comments on this, and I thought it was pretty interesting what he writes. He says, dams are bursting all over the country. America is only 4% of Earth's population. If only 1% of the rest of Earth moves here, that would crush all essential services. I am ringing the alarm bell because the flood of illegals is crushing the country. That's an issue, you know, because every American and citizen at this point knows that this needs to be fixed. And the only ones who are just not addressing it are politicians. And that goes for Mitch McConnell. Um, you know, there's a report out of town hall that literally says uh, he is fuming that uh, there are a certain sector of GOP congressmen focusing on the border and not Ukraine. And <laughs> I, I am so tired of these uh, you know leaders without term limits sticking in there, not benefiting the actual people and pushing for us to focus on a foreign war that shouldn't involve us instead of trying to fix the border that has become not a border. It's just an open gateway. Well, I'll tell you what, Ron DeSantis made an appearance on CNBC and he was talking about E-Verify. We're going to play the video right now. Uh, Ryan's going to pull it up there. Take a listen to this. We talk about immigration a lot from an economic perspective, Governor. You know this. We are CNBC, so we come at it from more the economic side. New York City, the mayor, not my opinion, the mayor has warned 
about massive cuts in services. Chicago, nearly a disaster there. Denver, warning as well. They simply cannot afford the migrant influx. What's interesting is, is that I do not hear a lot about economic woes from Florida, but I would imagine you are a massive destination for migrants. What is the economic story of the border crisis in Florida? Well, it's interesting. I was the first governor to send people to Texas back in 2021 to help at the border. And what they were telling us, these the Florida state troopers and National Guard people, was that a, a significant percentage of these uh, illegal aliens wanted to come to Florida, 30, 40 percent of the encounters. And I was like, well, that's not going to work for us. And so we've since enacted policies uh, where we have stronger penalties against people that are smuggling into Florida. And then we have E-Verify, so we have a legal workforce. So you can't just come across the border illegally and work in Florida because we have a system in place uh, that is guaranteeing a legal workforce. Incidentally, that's another situation where um, a lot of folks in the chattering class were saying that that was somehow going to be bad uh, for Florida. It's turned out it's been, been good for Florida. You also have the other issue. There was a report, I think it was on one of your rival networks, but there's, a, there's like these theft rings with Ill illegal immigrants and they steal in New York and bring it and to you. try to come to Florida to spend the money, but they don't steal in Florida. And the question is, is why? And they're like, because if you steal in Florida, you go to jail. And we're serious about the rule of law down here, not just with illegal immigration, but writ large. In fact, we're going to be doing some stuff to toughen up penalties for retail theft, because if you look at like the San Francisco and L.A., when when shoplifting is legalized by these rogue prosecutors, and it's much more than just the bottom line of those companies. It really causes the social fabric to collapse. So we're kind of the anti-California, anti-New York when it comes uh, to being tough on crime. So, Dennis, you know, I've, I, I saw that video. Uh, somebody from DeSantis's office retweeted that. And I basically responded to it that Ron DeSantis has done a great job here in Florida. Everybody knows who knows and listens to this, uh, this program. Uh, I liked him for president. I liked him more Trump. I really didn't give a rat's ass who got it. But I liked him for president. I love him for governor. However, he is not spewing out the full story. The mandatory E-Verify that is in this state falls very, in fact, grossly short of being a solution for a number of reasons. Number one, Ron DeSantis signed it into law, and it has to be that if you are 25 employees or more, you are mandatorily subject to E-Verify. You have to use it. But if you have 24 or less employees, which is the majority of small businesses in this state and across the country, you don't have to use it. So when you look at the jobs that these guys are typically taking and gals, you got house cleaning, you've got landscaping, you've got construction. Now, notwithstanding the companies that are building skyscrapers, but the people who are building homes and doing home improvements and all the contractors that are out there, be it electrical, you know, plumbing, you name it, all the landscapers, these guys don't have 24 employees. They got 5, 10, 15 20 maybe, they're all hiring illegal aliens and they have no problem doing it. So Ron DeSantis isn't fully telling the whole story. Also, when into my comment, I wound up seeing somebody had written, well, if Ron DeSantis thinks there's no crime, he better get on the phone with ICE. On February 25, deputies, deputies responded to a call from a woman who stated that she had just been raped she went on this uh, on to state that she and the victim were talking, uh, taking, were talking, and she invited him to her uh, to her room for a couple of drinks, and it turned out to be he raped her, and it turns out to be 
he is an illegal alien. All right. I just received an email earlier today from a woman who is Team DML. Uh, her name is Sandy. I've lived in Clearwater. Clearwater is in Florida on the west side. Very nice area. I've lived in Clearwater area for over 23 years. For the first time ever, we are seeing migrants panhandling outside our publics asking for cash. This is everywhere. It's not just in liberal California, liberal New York, liberal Chicago. This is everywhere. It's impacting every city. You can't take in seven million people in a function of two years, two and a half years, and not think that that's going to spill over into every single place in this country. It is becoming, in fact, Dennis, when I was looking at these stories and sending them to you this morning, I started getting a little depressed because it is becoming such an issue. I, I can't get past my mind this girl who was just killed. The the, the What's her name? Lakin Riley. Lakin yeah. Riley. I can't get past it. What I want to do here before I, I let you jive in, I know I'm hogging the microphone here. There is a video that was posted about her. Uh, it is from her friend who posts a video about this young girl, uh, sort of like a highlight reel, like a highlight reel you would see for athletes. Well, here's a highlight reel that you'll see for a human being. Ryan, play this. There's a place I go to when no one knows It's not long It's a necessary thing It's a place I made Find out what I made The nights I stay Let it wash over me everybody got the reason everybody got the way we're just catching and releasing what builds up throughout the day. It gets into your body, it flows right through your blood. And tell each other's secrets and remember how to love. <laughs> Hey kids, this is your mom and her college roommate that she talks about all the time. Auntie Lakin, T.T. Lakin. We, well, I, we, I mean, she. We're wearing matching tops. Marcy team. Oh my gosh, wait, why? Marcy team. Okay. All right, I'm just finishing off here, Dennis, on Lake and Riley. I want to give you something from another um, a person we follow here on Twitter. New disturbing details released about the death of Lake and Riley, who was allegedly killed by illegal immigrant Jose Antonio Albara, 
who disfigured her skull. This is why the death penalty exists. According to newly released documents, Ibera physically prevented Riley from calling 911 after he confronted her. He then dragged her from the intramural fields at UGA to a secluded area. He then raped and killed her between the hours of 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. and is accused of disfiguring her skull. He illegally uh, entered into the United States through El Paso on September 8th. We already told you that. He was arrested and then released. And then, like I said, this Instagram video, which you'll see, is uh, posted by a friend. It's just heartbreaking. It almost makes me want to cry because I can't look at this woman and not think that she's like, she's my daughter. I mean, I got I got a girl her age. Um, it's out of control. Uh, it's, it's so freaking out of control. And look, like like I just said a few minutes ago, uh, Brian and I discussed this in, in yesterday's podcast. Um, you know, Representative Katie Porter from California, a, a known crazy Democrat, you know, goes on CNN and basically just kind of shoes away the, the the tragedy of the story, just to remind everyone that you know her death shouldn't be shaping immigration policy, which is completely false. It totally should because the whole point is that if we actually enforced our borders, this violent man wouldn't be here. So when, when we have people, you know, as speaking heads on, on CNN and MSNBC segments saying that, you know, Trump and MAGA are the evil people, but, you know, everyone that's coming through the border is just looking for a better life and this and that, it is so BS. I, who are they speaking to at this point? It has to be the most warped-minded Americans because no one believes that. Bill Malugin writes this 11 hours ago. I can't keep up with these stories at this point. This is a guy who is a paid reporter, and he's saying he can't keep up with the stories. Now media in Louisiana are reporting an illegal alien from Honduras has been arrested for the rape of the 14-year-old girl at Knife Point and stabbing another man repeatedly during a robbery. So this, this is the kind of stuff this guy is reporting on all day long. All day long. Here's another one he retweeted 15 hours ago. In the last 72 hours, Border Patrol agents throughout the southwest border have apprehended 11 individuals with violent criminal histories. Their criminal histories include child molestation, aggravated assault, rape, murder, and the manufacturing uh, trafficking of firearms. I mean, when does it end? When, 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 When does it end? Does it end when finally somebody from the Senate or the Congress or the Biden administration who has clout is killed in a DUI or is shot or stabbed or raped or or, or one of their children? That's maybe what it is. I wonder what Joe Biden would be like. God forbid if Hunter Biden tomorrow was out, you know, doing what he does and all of a sudden an illegal alien decided to try to steal from him and try to... uh, do whatever, and inadvertently killed him. Oh, wait a second. Hunter Biden has uh, Secret Service. I guess that won't happen. And honestly, I don't know, because, uh, you know, he, he they wouldn't even acknowledge uh, Hunter's illegitimate uh, or Hunter's, uh, you know, daughter that he had with that stripper. I mean, you know, every family has their different um, skeletons in the closet and circumstances. But imagine learning like this is actually your daughter, or at least knowing, but then public learning. And you still just try to keep such an arm's distance as if like, you know, that they, they're not, you know, of the same blood. It just shows the mentality to them. But to your point, it's like uh, until it starts actually impacting them, I, I don't know when they're actually going to act because, uh, you know, Ryan and I were watching uh, Lauren Ingram the other night and 
You know, she even said, she's like, yeah, people are trying to speculate, like, all right, what, what do we do in 2028 if, if we lose 2024? Oh, God. Who knows if we know if there's going to be a 2028? Because truthfully, you know, you can't just accept millions of these people and, and, and expect that things are still going to operate six years from now the way they are right now. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a function of we just continue to allow the Democrats to do whatever they want. And the Republicans just never could get their act together. I mean, he got Ron DeSantis on television trying to make it sound as if his state has mandatory E-Verify in place and we don't have any illegal workers. And it's just so outrageously not the case. It is just not the case. Shifting gears here for a second, Dennis, I found this one to be quite interesting because, again, it just shows what it is that the Democrats are capable of doing. This is also out of Fox News, and I know we had this on the DML News app. A Texas federal judge ruled Tuesday that lawmakers unconstitutionally passed the $1.7 trillion government funding bill in 2022 when they did so under a pandemic-era rule allowing members of the U.S. House of Representatives to vote on the matter by proxy instead of in person. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who is a Republican, by the way, requested the courts block a provision of the funding bill that gave pregnant workers stronger legal protections. U.S. District Judge Wesley Hedricks reviewed the request and issued a limited ruling on one of two provisions Paxton sought to have blocked. Hendricks, appointed by former President Trump, ruled the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act was wrongfully passed, blocking the law from being enforced against the state as an employer. I bet you, Dennis, this is just a small example. I bet you if you if we actually had uh, attorney generals who were to look deep into how every single one of these crazy spending bills gets through and what is compromised and what's looked the other way, half of this stuff would never be able to go. Look what Biden just did in about the whole, we talked about this last week, about how he's issuing this save program for people that are now going to be relieved of their debt from student debt after the Supreme Court told him You can't do it. So what do we got? I'm kind of putting this all into one bucket here. You've got your laws at the border for immigration being completely 150% ignored. And you've got laws based on how it is that this company is a country is supposed to operate being completely broken. And unless somebody picks up on it, it just goes through with no issue whatsoever. The difference between America and the rest of the world is not our freedom. There are other free countries. You know, the UK is free. Canada is free. Japan is free. The difference between us and them is that we have an unbelievable thing called the U.S. Constitution. We have a thing called the rule of law. And when you break the rule of law, when you do not put it into action each and every day, each and every way, you wind up getting chaos, and chaos is the third world. I sound like a freaking broken record, do I not? Well, look, I mean, the days of the rule of law are gone. It's uh, it's at this point selective enforcement. You know, I mean, the fact that things can be passed or Biden can do something like relieving the student debt, even though the, the Supreme Court said it was unconstitutional. Uh, at this point, I, they don't. I don't think they care for the Constitution. They clearly don't. They're not. They're not. 
a bonding to any of its principles or, or what it was meant for. And look, there are Democrats, and it's usually Democrats, not always Democrats, usually Democrats. I mean, I'm just telling you right now, my, my favorite politician of all time, Ron DeSantis, is on, getting on television and isn't giving the full story. So, so to me, he's just another effing politician. As a normal, everyday person, as a, as, a, as a guy who's got four kids, a wife, a mortgage, a car payment, you know, tries to do the best he possibly can, a business, you know, got to pay you taxes all the time, and my property taxes are due at the end of the month. I mean, it's just, you try to go out and you do the best you possibly can. And you scream and you yell, and maybe we scream and yell a little bit more than the average guy because the average guy doesn't have microphones and a camera. And after a while, you just feel like you're banging your head against the wall and you're saying, you know, what's this all for? You know, what am I going to pass on? You know, every person who's alive, who has a heart, who has a soul, who has a brain, who has any kind of uh, uh, integrity, uh, you want to pass something on. If you have children, you want to pass it to your children. If you have grandchildren, you want to give them something too. And when you say something, it's more than money. You want to give them a life. You want to give them a place to be. You want to give them a country that you hand over to them and say, here, make it even better than what I gave you. And we are, this isn't a question, will we be the first generation? No, it is the answer. We are going to be the first generation that is going to hand over a country that is worse than how we got it, that is poorer than how it was. More debt, more trouble, more crime, more disrespect for Everything, the military, the cops, I mean, you know, firemen getting shot and killed, responding to a call last week. You know, I mean, it's just unbelievable. There's a cop. There's another story here. Um, I, we had it in, in, our, in our mix there. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. Let's pull that up there. It's about a cop. Um, give us a second. Give us a second. We're coming. Uh, yeah, there it is. A Chicago police officer. This is just heartbreaking. Chicago police officer Eller French, 29 years old, was gunned down and killed by Imante Morgan. Flyers in support of her killer were hung up outside the courthouse this week. The killer's mother wore a shirt that said justice for Imante at the trial. The grandmother says he's just a baby. I mean, killing cops now is just, it's all right. We're going to kill cops. I mean, I don't at this point know how we stop this. I mean, in New York City, there was a a Venezuelan illegal that shot a woman and um, another influencer or migrant influencer started to go fund me to try and help with, you know, the the bail money. So it's just, uh, it's... It's beyond backwards. We're, we're kind of enter, entering almost like a satanic era that I don't know. Um, I even said, asked it in my morning briefing. How, how do we pull out of this if we can't get our leaders to act? Mm. And do, do, you, do you remember any of the responses that you actually got from that? Yeah. Because I, I don't think anybody has an answer, Dennis. I mean, you can spare me what it is people say. I mean, especially if it's just pouring more fire on, I mean, more gas onto our fire. But I, I, one of the things you've got to imagine that has to happen 
is that this country is going to start to lose its wealth. That will probably be the last thing. It's going to start to lose its wealth. We have to remember that the billionaires in this, in this country are billionaires by and large because of the lower people. You know, I think it was, what is it? It says, if you want to you wanna live with the classes, sell to the masses. You want to live with the masses, sell to the classes. So in other words, you know, if you're a billionaire and you come up with a service, look at Apple for that matter, right? Apple, trillion-dollar company. Who's their main buyer? Everyday people who are using, you know, iPhones, iPads, you know, buy a laptop, you know, buy uh, download songs. That's how they're making billions. At some point, when the American people start having no extra money at their disposal, and they won't, because how are we going to pay for all these people coming over here illegally? How? We're going to have people lose jobs. We're going to have property tax go up more, so this way we could pay for these kids in school. And we're going to wind up having tax increases. You know, Trump's tax uh, breaks, what I think was the greatest part of his presidency and what really helped build this economy. You know, when, when you take uh, businesses from the mid-30s to the low-20s on taxes, that money is going to go into innovation. Look, some people are going to put it in their pocket, no doubt. But most people are going to put it in their innovate. They're going to put it in innovation. They're going to put it in new products, new services. And that's because, by and large, entrepreneurs and even CEOs, you know, uh, CEOs who are, uh, even if they're primed by the almighty stock price, uh, look at me, right? I saved money from Trump. What did I do? Did I stuff it in my pocket? No, I went out and I bought studio. I bought a studio. I bought more. You know, I mean, the pictures on this wall alone cost me almost $4,000. I just kept on putting it in, putting it in, putting it in because it's in our DNA to reinvest and to redo. Those tax breaks are up pretty soon. And if you get a, a full blue uh, you know, Congress, and you get Biden staying in there, those tax breaks are gone. And I could guarantee you that because the only way that we're going to be able to pay for all these people coming in, plus don't forget we have to pay for Ukraine, and don't forget we have to pay for Israel, and don't forget we have to pay for the Indo-Pacific, whatever that was that we're funding, we're going to have no money left because your taxes are going to go up. And when your taxes go up and you have nothing at all, you've got inflation going one way, your taxes are going the other way, it's freaking killing you. What's going to wind up happening is the country winds up going into poverty, just like all these other different countries. And people will finally go out of business. And when companies go out of business and when people can't get things, that's when everybody will try to stop and turn it around. But it will be too late. It's, it's a shame. I mean, to your point, it, we have to reach the finish line of it being that the wealth is gone. Um, I think Argentina is the only country in the world that was a first world nation that slipped into a third world country. We might as well just start getting ready to, to follow suit. Well, look at that blueprint because that is what we're following. If you look at Rome and how Rome con was conquered, you know, how it fell, it conquered itself. If you look at all it great did. empires, yep. all great empires ultimately wound up folding and they don't fold because they're taken over by a stronger empire. They fold because they lose their edge. They lost their mojo. They lost a sense for who they were, how they got to be where they were, and everything goes upside down. The rule of law is gonzo. The ability to uh, have respect, or I should say the desire to have respect for authority and for the rules is gonzo. 
People don't trust the government anymore. People don't trust the media and the message anymore. When that starts to happen, those are the principles of how the foundation breaks in great nations. I've read about this stuff. I've seen it time and time again. We are following that. The other thing we're doing is we're allowing poor, peasant, uneducated people with unbelievable crime records, some we know about, some we don't know about, into our country, and we are restructuring everything in this country to make it appeasable to the illegal alien. And, and I, I hate to make it sound like this show is all about illegal aliens. It's not. It's about the Democrats being completely unhinged and the Republicans being weak in the spine. Yeah, and, and, and look, reality is, right? You can't fake reality. Reality is this is the most pressing issue facing the country because it does impact all sectors. Your hospital closes because they go to the emergency room, use all of the funds. Hospital can't pay it, closes down. They flood the schools, use all the taxpayer money, and the school suffers. It, 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 you know, law enforcement, law enforcement probably loses recruitment because they see a video uh, of New York City officers getting hit and pummeled, and there's, there's no consequence. So this, this impacts, even if you don't think it's impacting you directly, somehow indirectly it is impacting you. And I do love Florida, and I want to um, you know, see it succeed, especially as a red state. But yeah, when you, when you see DeSantis up there and he's saying these things, it, it makes me realize that, like you said, he's not giving the full story. And I am tired of a lot of politicians becoming lame duck because they don't have a re-election to worry about. Or they do have a re-election to worry about because there's no term limits if you're in Congress. And that's all your focus is on is how do I continue my uh, you know cycle of power and not actually worry about getting anything effectively done. You know, it's not even... I, I, I can't believe if I'll say this, but it's true. i got to be smart enough. I don't even blame the migrants. I don't blame the migrants. I mean, I don't praise them, but I don't blame them. If you line up 20 people, let's, let's, let, you ready? Let's say, for instance, our family goes on vacation and we're running around. Everybody, I, I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to humanize this because everybody's done the same thing. You're going on vacation. It's a car-driven vacation. You're packing the car. You're getting all the kids in the car. Everybody's doing everything. You're scrambling all around. You're trying to remember, did I forget this? Did I get that? Whatever. You're going back and forth in the house. I mean, how many times do you remember us doing that as a family, right? And, you know, we'll get all in and then your mother will be like, oh, I forgot. I forgot this. I forgot that. Even if it's something like, oh, I forgot the Benadryl, you know, and you go back in. Imagine we do that. And in our haste, we leave the garage door open. And everybody that's outside our house can see that the garage door is open and clearly nobody's home. Of the 20 people who will walk by the house, I wonder how many look at it and say, oh, let me close the garage door for that family. Or how many go in and take things. Now, I would have in years prior said, 19 people are either going to close my garage on my behalf or they are going to just ignore it and walk by. The one person's going to go in there and take everything they possibly can. And if they could get into the house, they're going to get into the house and they're going to take from there too. Based on where we are today and based how the rules have changed, and I think it's important to say the rules have changed because although I'd like to give those 19 people the benefit of the doubt that they did the right thing because it's just embedded in them, I would say at least half of them 
did the right thing because they were afraid of, are there cameras seeing me? Will I get caught? And if I get caught, I'm going to go to jail. Nowadays, when you don't have to fear going to jail, automatically my 19 is cut in half. So let's just call it 10. And then if you look at the other 10, how many of them are just going to freaking do it because that's the way society is. I'm going to take whatever I want. You know, your mother and I are going to talk uh, on the Wine and Talk Friday, uh, and, and that's when the program starts airing now, Friday. Um, we're going to talk about how it is that we were at the Billy Joel concert and how three kids, uh, 20-something-year-olds, just totally disrupted it and totally disrupted our whole section. And it wasn't, it, it was because they wanted to take selfies. And, and it's just like, who does that? Who, who raised these people? We are in a situation right now where Democrat ideology and the way that they think everybody should just be entitled to everything has taken over the country, more than just immigration. I'll read you a story here that I also found very, very interesting, and I think it supports everything we've said here today, especially the part where I say that eventually everybody's going to go wind up going poor. One of the comedians who was canceled uh, by the Capitol Hill Comedy Bar in Seattle, Washington, is now predicting that the a comedy club will ultimately fail. Kurt Metzer was one of four comedians, including Dave Smith, Louis Gomez, and Jim, Jim Florentine, whose shows were canceled by the Capital City Comedy Bar in Seattle, Washington, in a story that was first flagged by radio show host Jason Rance. They're going to go out of business. They don't have real comics coming in. I looked at the lineup, the comedian said in an interview, and said, it's really kind of sad. Now, the alleged message, which Metzer posted online, explained the process behind the club deciding to uninvite Metzer and other comedians, and that's why he did it. And it basically went on the fact that they, these comedians don't meet Seattle's community standards. So here's probably how that shapes out. These guys are using political jokes or saying things about LGBTQ or whatever it may be, a wide range of jokes. I've never listened to them before. I'm just speculating. And Seattle is going to say, no, you're not going to bring that garbage into our, into our, into our town. As if Seattle was a shiny city on a hill. <laughs> You've got free, you're allowed to do any drugs you want. You could do whatever you got. You get all these different crazy, no police zones. Seattle is a shithole and they're worried about community standards on comedians making jokes. Look, comedians, but I'm so happy you bring it up. You know, you, I know Ryan knows him. You may have heard of him. Shane Gillis, right? Yeah. You know, he's someone who uh, toes the line in terms of he, he's not one of these weird, woke, liberal uh, comedians that have come out in the forefront, which none of them are funny. Uh, you know, he was hired by SNL, what, three or four years ago, and then they fired him a week later because an old video of him using a racist slur came up from a comedy show. And guess what's happened since then? He was successful in those four years, and SNL just brought him back on. No one ever watches SNL. You want to take a guess what was one of their most watched shows in this season? His appearance. And yep. he was hysterically funny. So, you know, the, the, the woke comedy is not going to work. I have seen it. It's just it's awful. Um, but, but see the example you just brought in? You are, through that story, I didn't even know about that story. That story supports what I just said here because SNL went completely woke and they went poli completely political. Now, that's not to say they didn't used to make political jokes. 
They would make fun of Reagan. They would make fun of Jimmy Carter. They would make fun of Bill Clinton. They'd make fun of. They'd take the political situation as a whole and poke fun at it, even if it was poking fun at Monica Lewinsky's blue dress. Okay, we're all going to laugh. It's kind of crazy stuff out there. Make humor of what is a rough spot. Got it. They changed that with Trump. They started changing it with Bush, but they changed it wholeheartedly with Trump. Alec Baldwin, you know, kind of took a whole new resurgence of his career by going on Saturday Night Live and, and just making Trump look like the criminal that they're trying to prosecute today, which is just insane. And people got turned off because it was no longer funny. It was an attack. Now, SNL is dying. And when you die, when less people are coming in, you make less ad money. So when the, the, when the well is dried up, when the producers are saying, oh my God, are we going to actually have to cancel SNL because nobody's watching it anymore? You go back to the playbook to see what works and then you invite him back onto the show. Maybe you invite other people who are Republican or conservatives onto your show. The problem is this. It's a little too late with a little too little. And so when you look at a television show, it's like, okay, whatever. But when you start looking at a country, when your military has followed the same path as SNL, and you look up and you can't fill the roles you need in the Navy and the Army. Which they just cut them because they can't fill them. They yeah. can't fill them. 65,000 people short in the Army. What happens? By the time that you get somebody else in there and says, let's ramp up the Army, it may be too late. You may be under attack. You may already been forfeited you know, your country over to somebody. When you take a look at the dollar and you say, oh my God, the dollar used to be the world's currency. It used to be the, everything that was built around the U.S. dollar. And now we've shit it. We've gotten rid of it. We've, we've basically brought it down to being meaningless money. China is now the dominant. And we're going to try to bring back the U.S. buck. It's going to be too late. And I can go over the education, Dennis. We have taken what was the one of the best education systems in the world. We were putting uh, men on the moon. We were doing unbelievable stuff, building cars, doing airplanes, everything. What have we done? We have now stopped te teaching children about science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So you, nobody knows how to spell anymore. Nobody knows anything, but they sure do know the colors of the of the gay flag. We And by the time that we are at the bottom of the rung, which I think we're there now already, they're going to try to build it back up. It's going to be too late. That's how a country is destroyed. You know, I uh, I want to end on an analogy here because you did say something very interesting a few minutes ago, and I agree with you. You can only blame the migrants so much, right? I mean, like that freaking monstrous loser that killed Lake and Riley, you know, like you said, death penalty exists. But with this analogy, right, you're a kid on the playground, and then there's a bully throwing rocks at you. Do you address the rocks that are on the ground that were tossed at you, or do you address the bully? Mm. There you go. There you go. In Who this, is the bully? <laughs> well, in this particular case, in this particular case, the rocks are ignored and the bully is ignored, and the person who got hit with the rock is blamed for being in the wrong spot at the wrong time, or maybe they were wearing a, an American flag uh, on their shirt and they provoked it. That's how insane it's become. So the question becomes for this program, the gloom and doom that we've just painted, does Donald J. Trump win the election? If he wins the election, is he strong enough? Can he move fast enough? Will they even allow him to move at any, point, uh, at any point in time to where he can revamp everything, turn it around and make it about face? Because I don't know. 
I just do not know at this point. Has this country hit rock bottom? I don't know. Maybe we haven't. I think rock bottom is when we turn around and see all the restaurants are empty and the stadiums are only half full. And, uh, you know, instead of 100,000 people overdosing, it's now a quarter million people overdosing. People start leaving the country. How many times have you found yourself in conversations with people who have said, I'm thinking about leaving the country? Wait, I'm not talking about the Alec Baldwin idiots who say, if uh, Trump wins, I'm leaving the country and him and Barbara Streisand still stay. That's just weak, spineless Democrat talk. I'm talking about really people saying, I'm going to leave. I, I have to be honest with you, because if this is, I, I hate that it's gloom and doom, but you know, like I keep saying, it might be my term for the year. You can't fake reality. You know, even yesterday when I was done with work, I just got curious and I started ex- exploring expat forms on, on, uh, on Reddit of different countries and I won't even go listing them, but you know, just trying to see, uh, who is able to uh, raise and uh, raise a family and live a very not sheltered but a normal life? And uh, the fact that I'm already at that point, just kind of uh, curiosity's sake, exploring, you know, for a, a potential future. You know, to your point, right? Right? When do we hit the actual rock bottom? Um, I'm not someone who believes Trump is the Messiah. I do believe, though, that. If he can actually get in there and at least do, I, I was saying it to Anita the other night, 50% of what he's saying, since Lake and Riley's murder, he said day one deportations. He follows that. I mean, uh, you know, sometimes things can really be turned around very quickly. So I'm not trying to say, let's put all the eggs in the basket of the hope on only Trump, but at the same time with how things are laid out with the cards on the table, uh, you know, my hope is that uh, November there is a giant turnaround because if not, then yeah, then there, there needs to be a, a really thought out process of what's going to happen. You know, it, it, um, my last comment, then we'll just uh, hit the promotions and, and we'll end out here. If somebody were to say to me five years ago, pre-COVID, we're going to deport them all, we could do it really quickly. I'd say, no, you can't. You can't. The will's not there. You can't do it. You can't deport them quickly. It's going to take a long time. But I think those of us who are, I'll say, 40 and over, especially those of us who are uh, 55 and over, we've never seen anything even remotely close to COVID. I mean, you could talk about the Great Depression, but we have never seen anything close to COVID. The idea that the Long Island Expressway which is, by and large, probably the most busy, jam-packed road I have ever traveled. You can't get up on Sunday morning and feel like you've got a clear path. You're still going to have to weave in and out of those bad drivers. The fact that the Long Island Expressway did not have a single car on it for weeks, we shut down this country because the Democrats had the will to shut it down. The Chinese had the will to shut it down. We shut down schools. We shut down stores. We shut down gyms. We kept people in their house. I mean, the way that we undid society. Yeah. Lickety split Not even just the country, worldwide. Worldwide. But just look at our country for one second. The fact that we took the powerhouse country of the world and shut it literally down from coast to coast 
allows me to believe the good news today is that if we do get Donald J. Trump, and he is passionate about getting rid of the people that have come in through this country illegally, and we have the will, it will get done. It will get done, and who knows? Maybe we're looking up two years from now and laughing about where we once were. That's what we have to hope. There's more than hope. you got to have faith. And let me tell you what you could have faith in. You could have faith in DML CBD hand and foot cream. Now, I was telling you at the beginning that I would tell you at the end about why it is that I, I love it. I've always used it. I use all of our products. But I have been using it more now than ever before because what's happening is that my feet, being in Florida, I find them for the first time in my life really like cracking and getting callousy at the bottom because I'm always walking around barefoot. I'm, you know, and I got bricks outside or I got wood outside or I got our pool patio. And even when I'm in the pool at the bottom of the pool patio, it's all, you know, it's concrete. So I have been putting the hand and foot cream on my feet and they have gone back to being like a baby. Not only that, but what I've learned a lot because my sweet Mary, uh, she makes me a foot bath every night of my life. And we have this special thing we put in the foot bath. And the reason why you put it in is because your feet are the most porous part of your body. And so when we put that that hand and foot cream on your uh, on your foot, on the bottom of your foot, it just, it, it, it's like the stuff takes it away instantaneously. You know, it's fun. We, I always bring up my gym examples for our products, but it's so true. Yeah. Um, you know, when I've been doing, I think Ryan's going to bring a bottle so we can showcase it. But when uh, I've been doing my um, different weight lifts, or, you know, whether it's dumbbells or even just uh, the free bar, you know, my hands will also get callousy and, and kind of just uh, dried out. I come back from my workout. I put that on, just kind of massage it through the hands. It's, it's honestly fantastic. I mean, it's, it's the simple. It's got the little pump thing. You know, mm-hmm. you rub it in, put it on. I put it on my feet. It's all set to go. Uh, buy one, get one free. DMLCBD.com slash BOGO. B-O-G-O means buy one, get one. If you buy one, we give you two for the price of one. You buy three, we give you six for the price of three. You buy 10, we give you 20 for the price of 10. It lasts today and it lasts tomorrow. And you know what? It does the same thing for the hands. But truth be told is I use my oil all the time, the the Miracle Me oil, and it does it for my hands as well. So that's why I kind of stick to my feet. But you you can put it. Some people don't like putting the oil on their hands. Right. And that's why. So hand and feet, uh, solve it all, baby dmlcbd.com slash BOGO, buy one, get one free. Also, one more time, as a reminder, if you listen to this program on Apple Podcasts, uh, you're not going to see us on Monday. So please download the DML News app. That's it for me. That's it for Denny. That's it for Ryan. All three of us and our family wish you and your family nothing but greatness. And may God bless you and your family and the United States of America. God knows they need. we need the prayers as a country. And my blessing for today goes out to Zandra Bowen. So uh, God bless you. All right, Zandra. We'll talk to you soon. Get the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and Team DML.